Thanks for tuning in. I'm Ali Barfa and this is my Equestrian Podcast. Today our guest is Richard Perham. Richard is a dairy farmer's son from Somerset, who is now the head of jockey coaching in the UK. Richard was apprentice to Richard Hannan Sr. and rode as a professional flat jockey for 16 years. He has ridden for some amazing people, including a winner for the Queen, who he has met on many occasions. He has ridden against some of the best jockeys in the world and says he will always earn his living from horses. He says that horses are the most incredible animals and that he could not see a life without them. I'm really looking forward to sharing this podcast with you. My guest today is Richard Perham, who joins us now. Ali, hi, how are you? I'm really great, thank you. And yourself? Yep, yep, all, all good here in Newmarket, really is super. So what is your first riding memory? Oh, golly, um, I can tell you it's a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a lucky bunny. I've grown up, um, I grew up in Somerset on a dairy farm. So we always had horses and ponies um, around. Um, but I guess one of the... <laughs> One of the, the meanest uh, memories I have, I guess. I mean, I had a lovely little Shetland um, that, that was absolutely super, but I do remember getting run away with on him previously. But I guess the, the biggest memory I have is um, I went walking up to the ponies field to catch my little Exmoor called Rex, um, who was a little 12 too. And he yeah. subsequently picked me up by the scruff of the net and dropped me in the mm. mud. And I went walking back to mum, probably crying, um, with a little red head collar and I think she probably told me to just get on with it and she then walked up with me and of course he would have been as good as gold for my mother but um, dare I say for me he thought it was great fun to just pick me up and give me a shake but um, I guess there have been many many memories but that's one that sort of sticks in my mind. I, I guess uh-huh. you've got me going now and you asked for one and I'm probably going to go on and give you about 20. But we also, um, shortly after that, we, we bought a little, um, a little 12-2 show pony called Moggin of the Mountains. And he was as mean as you could imagine. Um, and I do remember when we, we tried to sell him one day and I remember riding up, it was almost exactly the same spot that I got buried in the mud, that we got to mm-hmm. the end of the road and... Um, and he subsequently, it was his party trick, he subsequently whipped round and bucked me off. And we sort of looked round and the people had got in their car and, and, and shot off again. Um, but he was a cracking little pony, but he was as naughty as anything. And I dare say it sort of, um, it, it sort of got me, it got me hooked to a degree and got me, I'd like to think, understanding a little bit more about temperament of horses, albeit not always in the best possible way. No, I was going to say, so those experiences didn't put you off. And what sort of made you realise horses were going to be your life? Well, I, I've got two elder brothers who both were very keen on on the farming side of things. And I, being the third um, and youngest and smallest, dare I say, of the of the three children, I, I generally would follow my mother around and, and help feed the calves and the chickens and things like that, where my bigger brothers would be doing all the tractor driving, all those fun jobs. So yeah. I sort of did did more with the with the ponies probably than they did. And then um, point to pointing was a big scene with uh, with mum and dad uh, or with mum particularly. And literally from from the first time going point to pointing, I think I sort of thought this looks really, really great fun. And mm. um, 
I, I then subsequently went on and uh, and rode out for a local point the point trainer called Pat Pocock, who and 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 Pat Nan Pocock um, uh, were local farmers next door to mums, mum and dads, and um, they they put me on a horse with their daughter Julie, and they stuck me on this seventeen two chaser called Queensland, and off we went. Um, Queensland, I can tell you, was totally in control. I was about fourteen yeah. years old. And I think I weighed about five stone. So I think mm. sort of pee on a drum springs to mind in that case. Yeah. But I spent I spent loads of um, weekends when I was home from school and holidays home from school, riding out for Julie. And I mean, I guess that was born from originally me trotting past their farm with my stirrups. I mean, it's the sort of thing you tell people don't do that. That's just stupid. Flicked my stirrups over each side of the saddle. And I so they were really, really short. Bear in mind, this was on a 13 2 Palomino cob, um, called Popcorn. And Popcorn was as sound as you get, he was a cracking little pony. But he would let me trot along, but besides, and it was after that that actually I think Robert, um, got my mum one day and said, um, your son Richard keeps riding past our doorway as if he'd like to be a jockey. Would he like to come up and ride out? And and I guess that's that's pretty much where it all started. Uh, and what support financially and emotionally have you had in your riding career? Um, well, it's odd. I went to work for Richard Hannon in 1984 and I lived in the Yard Hostel and it was pretty gruesome, I've got to say, compared to today's standards. And I'm sorry, Richard, but it was. Um, but the group of lads that, that shared there were yeah. fantastic company. And as teenage lads, we pretty much all rubbed along quite well. I guess... I guess my two best buddies there would have been Mark Doyle, who's Holly's father, Holly Doyle's father. Holly, you would have yeah. heard of and know of, I'm sure. And a, a Northern Irish lad called Pat McWilliams, who's now working um, over in Dubai, and he has been for the last 20 years. Both of them and all three of us rode as apprentices. And I, I guess they were my sort of best mates. And I, I dare say I did phone home occasionally when I needed a, a, an emotional top up or, dare I say, a financial one. Problem is, and you might resonate with this, and some of your listeners will resonate with this as well, that mums would always say that you're the best and it doesn't really matter what anybody else says. So it was, you know, the opinions were always a little bit um, one-sided, especially when I'd lose a ride or something. It was never my fault um, compared to my mother anyway. But um, I dare say now I'm in a coaching role, I look at it in a slightly different manner and a different way. And what kept you going when times were tough? Oh, golly. Um, I I guess the love of horses. Do you know, the, the day I walked into Richard Hannon's yard as a 16-year-old lad, um, mm. and I was given the opportunity to ride three racehorses every morning on Salisbury Plain at 35, oh, okay. 40 miles an hour on a gallop, it was just God-given. Yeah. I mean, you know, you just look, when things were bad, you just look forward to the next day when, you know, the sun might be shining and it'd be a really, it'd be a really cracking day um yeah either that or I used to bury my head in the sand a fair bit I guess in lots of respects um which is not one of my what's not one of my coaching attributes um but I think that's that's a lot of what what happened um back in the 80s and what bit of advice would you give to young riders maybe in the pony club coming up thinking about taking up life as a jockey oh wow um I think I think a you've got to be really tough You've got to be really mm. strong. You've not got to 
be a person that says, oh, I'm not sure or I can't do that. You have absolutely, if you're going from ponies to horses, you've got to challenge yourself. You've really, really got to challenge yourself. You need to take your time. You need to ask questions, be inquisitive, accept that you might be wrong. You've got to learn to lose, I guess. Um, you know, we, we, we people do grow up occasionally in cultures where people don't like losing. But you know what? A jockey mm. can get an opportunity to lose 10 times a day. If you don't deal with that very well, you've got no hope at all. Um, so learn to deal with learn to deal with setbacks. You know, you're not going to win every race. You're not going to everything isn't going to go well. Um, so that's a big thing, I guess. Have an open and unchangeable mind. Show people respect. Um, yeah. And, you know, people's views, um, you know, everyone's got their own views. But most of all, I think that what I can say is, is you've got to work harder um, than you've ever worked before. And then on top of that, try a little bit harder still because it's a really yeah. tough game, but my goodness, you get some amazing enjoyment out of it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's sound advice. And and Richard, what are you up to now? What are your exciting news from Newmarket? Oh, well, I've, I've probably got one of the most sought-after jobs in racing when it comes to dealing with jockeys and young people. Um, back in June of last year, I became, became head of jockey coaching, Um and prior to that, I was senior jockey coach at the British Racing School. And I started there 16 years ago, um, which was four years after actually retiring from racing uh, and retiring mm -hmm. from riding. Um, this was my it's the first ever full time jockey coach. Well, that was my position was the first um, full time jockey coach. So it was a really new position, one um, with pretty much filled me with dread. I'd never coached anyone in my life. But now, as I say, I've progressed on to head of coaching um, within the UK, which is a pretty snazzy title I've got to confess um, yeah. and really I split my time between managing um, half of the BHA uh, jockey coaching program coaches um, and also yeah. teaching and assessing, assessing jockeys on license courses um, and help deliver their um, CPD for, for riders and the coaches alike so you know I'm based based in Newmarket at the British Racing School which is the most incredible facility our main role there to be honest um, is to do with training and coaching um, stable staff um, and young yeah. under uh, 16 to 19 year old um, students and we get them on a, a, an NVQ level two qualification um, or an apprentice, modern apprenticeship I think is what it's called now um, and despite the fact that that's not my role I do get involved with them um, a little bit and yeah really rewarding to see how they see how they progress and the idea is that they spend between 12 or 18 weeks residentially at the British Racing School and then progress on to um, working within the racing um, industry as stable staff. And then hopefully some will come back and see me as young jockeys. Others will come back um, as amateur riders. Others will find their way within racing. But racing is the most incredible situation. It's taken me all over the world. Um, and I dare say, you know, I'm 53 years old now, but I'm always going to earn my, earn my living um, out of racehorses it's a pretty wonderful situation yeah and no, it is and we met in fact well a year and a bit ago when I came to the British Racing School for my um, charity ride jockey fitness test oh yes and I was blown away with the facilities it's if I was 17 again I think I'd be really questioning becoming a jockey it's amazing there so well the yeah we have um, we have um, uh, joined up forces with the Injured Jockeys Fund 
um, and their new build, Sir Peter O'Sullivan House, which was built two years ago, is built on the footprint of the British Racing School. And we're joined up there and, and my jockey training facilities actually are in that building. And as you say, that it blows you away. And any any young person that walks in through those doors sees the simulator rooms. And I say rooms, we've got a, a, a couple of rooms there with motorised simulators and equipment on the right hand side. And on the left hand side, you've got the Injured Jockeys Fund Rehab Centre with a hydrotherapy pool and the big gym. And then we've got the classroom. Oh, it's just the most incredible situation. Furthermore, we've got upwards of 80, um, up to 80 horses, residential, all, all X-ray horses residential at any given time. So it's um, it's the most in, in, amazing environment to be involved in. It is. It is. I wish I was closer because I'd pop in more often. But uh... It's only a short <laughs> drive from Dorset, surely. A short drive, yes. Um, well, thank you, Richard, so much for joining me and the listeners will be really loving to hear your story. Um, and if they want to get in touch and, and look around, obviously we're in COVID at the moment, but when we're open, what do you have open oh, days? We, do, we do have open days, but more than anything, I think, um, look up on the website, look up the British Racing School and, um, you know, you will see various events when, when, when we do get out of silly times. Newmarket Open Day, we will be open during Newmarket Open Day and that weekend. That's a great time to come in. We do all sorts of demonstrations and things there. But you know what? If you're ever passing, um, nobody's ever going to turn you away if you knock on the door and, and, and drive past. Just um, stick us into a search engine, find a postcode, come and join us and, and make yourself known to me. And uh, if I'm around, I'd be happily um, spend half an hour to show you around and have a, a little chat. Not a problem. Wow. That's super. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Richard. And hopefully we'll catch up again or see you see you in the world of racing soon. Thank you, Ali. All the best. Wow, that was fab talking to Richard. And thank you so much to him for giving his time to have a chat on the Ali Barfoot Equestrian podcast. If you are ever in Newmarket, I really recommend dropping in and having a look. You will be blown away if you're interested in horses. There are gallops all over the place, indoor schools, and the facilities for injured jockeys and training the jockeys are amazing. If you'd be interested in featuring in a future podcast, please do get in touch. I'm really trying to capture different areas of the equestrian world and showcase that working with horses is a big global industry and you can be involved in so many different areas. It's not just riding, there are lots of things available. Please get in touch through my social media channels and I would also love to hear your feedback. Have a great day and keep riding!